Haji Kids, Haji Wife. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Eat Pete, by Michael Rex, published by Nancy Paulson Books. Eat Pete is a cautionary tale about the innocence of a child and child predators. When a monster shows up to a boy named Pete's house, Pete invites him into play. But the monster has other desires. Will this boy, who clearly hasn't been taught about stranger danger, make it out of this encounter unharmed? Well, come along if you think you can handle it. But this one is tough, so I don't blame you if you ditch out. We begin on a monster peering through a window, watching a little boy play with his toy trucks. It's eerie. The monster has one hand already coming through the window. The boy has no idea he's there. This is why, no matter where you are, always keep your doors and windows locked. At one apartment I lived in in Chicago, we had this exact problem, with an unwanted guest peering through the windows. Only, we didn't call him a monster. We called him the back poach masturbator. The monster doesn't wait for an invite, and we see him climbing through the window. What does Pete do? Does he run and get his parents? Does he call the police? Does he grab a gun and shoot this monster to high heaven? Nope. He does none of those things. Quote, Hi, said Pete. Do you want to play cars with me? End quote. Uh, duh. Do you want a pillowcase to stick me in so it's easier for you to abduct me? This monster has it too easy. He didn't even have to offer him candy. I blame the kid's parents for this ignorance. As much as I want to say it's on Pete now, I'm on the edge of my seat rooting for him to come out of this horrific experience untouched. Well, the monster doesn't say it out loud, but we get an insight into what he's thinking when he cogitates that he doesn't want to play. He wants to eat him. But in order to get what he wants, the monster decides to ingratiate himself with the boy. And they have a gay old time playing cars together. This monster doesn't seem all bad. <laughs> Maybe he'll change his mind about eating Pete. Yeah, that's what everyone thinks before they get preyed upon. Don't fall for it. This monster is like any predator ever. He's grooming this kid. It's sick. Well, Pete gets bored of the cars and asks the monster if he wants to play pirates. But the monster's like, More like butt pirates, am I right? And the two begin to play pirates together. All while Pete becomes more and more comfortable with this monster. Which, a character name, has never been more fitting for this sicko. And again the two have an enchanting time. And I have to say, I'm disgusted by this whole thing. I don't know how much more I can take. I never thought any of us would have to experience something like this. It's almost as bad as having to watch the MTV Awards the other night. Of course the pattern continues, and Pete gets bored again. He asks the monster if he wants to play with his blocks. 
and the monster's like, I've got some wood for ya. The monster begins to grow tired of this charade, and his true character comes out. Quote, Now, said Pete, we should play superheroes. The monster did not want to play superheroes with Pete. He wanted to... Dot, dot, dot. Eat Pete! End quote. Funny, I would have thought he would have been into running around in his underwear with only capes on. He's clearly tired of this dance, though, and just wants to get to the eating. And you can see him slobbering over this boy, like John Weaver from The Lincoln Project. Finally, the monster can't hold himself back any longer, and eats the boy. Like any monster, they can only disguise themselves for so long. After he devours his victim, the monster realizes he's not fulfilled. He even misses his victim. So what does he do? No, he doesn't find the next victim like what would almost certainly happen in real life. He spits Pete out all covered in goo. It's a disturbing sight. Pete calls him out for his actions, then the monster apologizes. And like nothing happened, Pete asks him to play again. No, 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 Pete. You get the fucking authorities. Don't let that sicko off the hook. The horror story ends on the monster grabbing Pete and hugging him. This is vile. Get your hands off that boy. This might have been the most disturbing book we've read. It's important to take this kind of thing seriously. Child groomers have no place in society, and this book sheds a light on their tactics. The problem was the ending. Pete should have gotten as far away from the monster as possible. I worry, what kind of message does it send when the main character not only doesn't protect himself, but doesn't punish the offender in any way? But maybe the author's trying to point out that this happens more often than we think. Michael's writing was graphic, to say the least, and he got his point across in a concise manner that kept the reader on the edge of their seat, wondering what would happen next. But again, that ending of his undermined the moral. His pictures were just as graphic as his writing, capturing the monster's true emotions. And all while in his own style, I might add. If you're around someone who tries to protect child groomers, and that seems to be happening more and more these days, hand them this book, but rip out the last page, and say the monster got a hold of it. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 2.8. I'll have a taste, push it around, and go back for a couple more bites, but I'll have a hard time getting the last one down. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.